Hey, welcome in to the Craig Houston Podcast. Man, today's episode, we're going to get right into how Wild Street is in a battle against the retail investors. And I'm going to tell you how it's going to play out and who's going to win. But first, let's get into the intro. Man, man, it feels good to be back. Glad to be back with you just to talk about a lot of things that I've been seeing in the stock market as of late. I've just got back in this week and I'm starting to settle into what's going on in the market. I've been keeping my eyes on it, but now I'm ready to get my commentary because, you know, I had to get settled, get rested up and then get back to it. So let's talk about what's going on in the market and what I experienced today from my perspective and what I've seen going on in the market and give you my thoughts and opinions of how I feel about what I've been seeing in the market as of late. So today, as of the crucial day in the market yesterday on Wednesday, I see that we started off the day in a rough and tumble environment where I actually was logged into my TD Ameritrade account and my Weeble account, and both of them kicked me out while I was sitting there evaluating stocks, thinking about selections that I might make or even looking to see if it was any moves that I could potentially make in a swing move if I really wanted to. Um, but I didn't get a chance to because one, it kicked me out of every platform, mobile, on Weeble or on TD Ameritrade, which was crazy. This happened at the market opened at 9.30. I'll say around 9.35, I was kicked out of both platforms. So I was like, okay, well, let me log into them on the web platforms. Go to the web platform. TD Ameritrade lets me in. Weeble lets me in. But it does not bring up my accounts. Craziest thing I've ever seen ever and i'm thinking a lot of it had to do with what happened in the market today that transpired over the last 48 hours in the market so if you're unaware of what's happened in the last 48 hours you would literally need to go back about two weeks from now to actually see what's really been transpiring in the market let's actually just take it back to when the first opening trading day of the new year started on january 4th where we were looking at GameStop sitting at a market a stock market price of $17, where it currently sits at $300 and some dollars after hours today. So we're talking about in a three-week time span, we're seeing a stock go over 300%, 1,700% in the last year, if you year to date when it comes to where its stock market performance has been. So this has created naturally a volatile stock market when it comes to this stock price alone, where we're seeing it called being labeled a meme stock or better yet, a cult stock. But being named a meme stock is based on it being on the Reddit Rebellion labeled that it's being Reddit labeled Reddit Reddit Rebellion against the, the institutional investors. Now, what this means to us, though, right, is that we have to be more careful in the environment. But let me just give you a little clarity on the situation. So the way this stock has ran up on this market value is not based on any news. It's based on social media news and social media following, but it's not based on news and fundamentals for, for the most part. Now, the fundamentals can hypothetically be discussed with a little more in depth when it comes to it, because you're looking at it from, if you're looking at it from an analytical standpoint where earnings per share don't match up with what GameStop produces, the GameStop revenue don't match where it should be, price to earnings ratio. If you're doing any of those things, you're in this game looking at it from the wrong perspective. Let me, uh, let me learn you a little something today. Institutions decided to take a bet against GameStop saying that this company would go bankrupt in the next 
following months, next year or so, and they pretty much decided to short the stock. They decided to take a short position on the stock up to 140%. When 140%, we all know does not exist in anything that we can call as one. There's not 140% of any stock price that you should be able to short at all. But they allow stock market, Wall Street allow for these institutional investors, specifically Melvin Capital, to short the position up to 140%. Well, on Reddit, on Wall Street Bets, one of the users of Reddit decided to post that they was deciding to take a position, a large substantial position in GameStop and buying shares of it, and then buying call options against GameStop. Well, naturally, people on Reddit in this message board started to see what was going on with the following. This started transpiring June of last year. So we're talking about this over a, a time span. This is not something that just decided to happen overnight. This has been a calculated timing of the market where now everything is starting to call into a short squeeze. You get into a short squeeze when you have institutions who are taking positions in companies trying to run them to bankruptcy, trying to maximize their potential gains of a fella by making a company fail to exercise their profits, where in turn, what has happened that you had institutional investors on one end with retail investors who are smart enough to understand the concept of the equation when it came to not being in a position to value your short position enough where you should not over leverage yourself to where they decided to take their leverage and put their money where their mouth was and decided to go for it, go for broke, pretty much, YOLO. So what happened was, what well, we're currently seeing that now, we're in a position where short squeezes on the, on the horizon, where all those calls are now being able to be liquidated and all those short positions are starting to come to fruition where if you can't cover the call or you can't cover the put, then now you're in a situation where you're going to have to start taking massive losses. Well, we're starting to see all those options play out that these users have decided to put their money where their mouth is, whether it's on margin, whether it's on cash or whatever. They're deciding now, right there, coming up to the headwinds where those deadlines are starting to meet and now they're about to converge and it looks like none of the shorts are going to be able to cover their positions. So now, what does that have to do with today, if you're wondering? If you're new to the channel, awesome. Let me provide you a little context today, right? Yesterday, when these markets was open, particular stocks, starting with GameStop, was running up and wild and ragged yesterday with no way to interrupt what was going on. So this in turn made those short positions have to close out long positions that there was in other stocks, which drove the market prices down. In these stocks because it was a lot of selling versus buying in those in, in all these particular stocks that a lot of people like to run volume up in we had concentrated volume in a, a select few stocks which was GameStop, amc cost koss or even blackberry or even express and naked nakd we had all these companies having this concentrated amount of volume going on with these stocks which started to lead to where you could not cover the positions anymore. And so these people had to start moving out of long positions to cover their short positions. Now, when they did that, we had we saw a big loss, substantial loss in the market in all three indexes. So now you wake up today on Thursday 
and you open up your stock portfolio and you first thing you see is that one you can't log into them they're kicking you out of them and then you get announcements from Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Weeble, and even Charles Schwab saying, hey, we're not going to allow for you to be able to buy these particular stocks, the ones I just named, today on the open market. You can only sell your positions. Well, naturally, this is going to start to make the stock fall because people cannot enter into the position to actually buy new positions. So if you can't buy new positions, you have no, no buying power that's increasing the value of the stock. So it's only selling positions. Now, what this does to the market is it allows for the market to, one, start to take substantial losses. Now, some people are going to hold and some people are going to just have to take those losses and some people are going to be left holding the bag. No one at this point in time, when you're shutting us out of the, out of the market, is able to, to capitalize on their investment. Now, what this does for the investor, the retail investor, is it makes them have to take these losses massively. Well, the institutional investors are actually selling at prices where they can actually cover their position. You see, this is what it looks like. So to me, this is called market manipulation. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, how do you get to this market manipulation? Well, brokerage firms should not be able to tell a retail investor how to manage their position in a stock. If they're going to lose their behind on the stock, they should be able to lose their behind on the stock. If they are actually capitalizing on the wins, then they should be able to capitalize on the wins. Let's look at the, let's look at the at at both sides of the tail of the tape of this, right? So you tell me that retail investors usually are on the short end of the stick, where usually institutional investors are out in the, in the wild making these investments behind closed doors and putting in an analyst report that comes out later to actually boost their position in the, in some cases in a pump and dump position where we're seeing that they're having the, 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 the power to get people behind them institutionally to actually go with their investment um, idea. And when they do, the stock runs up, they cover their positions, they even put a put against their positions because they know that sometimes the stock can come back down to earth and then boom, they're making money on both ends. Now, this leads the retail investor usually sometimes holding the bag. Most of the times, nine times out of ten holding the bag, where they're trying to play to the, understand the investments that those institutional investors are making so they can make their own bet and make their own illogical, illogical investment. Now, what this does to that retail investor is make them be in the power, be in the hand, eating at the hands of the palm of the hands of the institutional investors, which is totally wrong. Now, how do we... How do we get to a point where the retail investor has the upper hand on the hedge funds and the institutional investors, and all of a sudden now we're turning off the circuit breakers, we're turning off the brokerage firm telling you that these few select stocks you cannot invest in. That's total BS. Like we shouldn't have institutions, we shouldn't even have instances where this is becoming a thing. Like to me, this is one of those things where you have to understand where we are dealing with a bigger power at hand where people are trying to hold us back from actually capitalizing on this investment. People understand that we're talking about one retail investor has 40, had $47 million locked up in GameStop valuation today. $47 million. Think about that for a second. They had $47 million and they took them to turn off the brokerage firms to actually make him lose $14 million of that 47. Now he's sitting at $33 million. That's crazy. 
So you mean to tell me that people cannot understand the valuation of what was going on with GameStop and understand that the short position was way over leveraged and that they could probably could possibly lose their behinds if, for instance, someone decided to take the bet against Wall Street and someone decided to. So if it's not in the hands of Wall Street, what we're seeing is, is that Wall Street don't like to lose. And when they don't want to like to lose, they're putting us in a situation where we're the ones who have to pay the price for them losing. So that's how we got to where we're at today. And it was kind of frustrating to me because it was a lot of positions that we could have made moves in this morning and earliest early mornings of the call when the bell first actually struck the start of the market for the day. And we couldn't make those positions. So what we seen after hours was all the institutional investors got all of their positions in right at the close. And then now we're seeing these rallies again in certain stocks that we're covering, obviously, in this episode. So let's just talk about what it means going forward. Right. What it means going forward is, is that it's probably more likely going to become a big re political regulation factor into the situation. Right. You have to understand that now this is going to be major. It's on a, it's on major stream media. It's basically being talked about every way that you want to look at. Any market is talking about this right now. You're talking about this is a worldwide event right now where we have people from Canada, people from all over investing in this one particular stock driving the price or holding the price in certain people's eyes to make sure that people can still maintain their investment. Now, to me, this is where it's going to get out of hand. Well, we have to be, you have to be strategic and you have to be careful about what you do next. Is that you're going to see this become a political battle on Capitol Hill where they're going to try to draw SEC in. They're going to try to draw all these major CEOs from all the brokerage firms in and try to understand what happened on this eventful day today where this day is going to live around in the stock market infamy for a while. So this is one of those things where you have to be paying attention to what's going on on Capitol Hill. You have to be aware of what's going on with the, the brokerage firms as they move forward when they start to hear. When you start to hear new policy come out, you need to take a break, take a breath, understand the concept of what the new policy is that's going to arise from the situation and understand how it's going to affect you when it comes to making your moves in the market. Now, I don't agree with having to put your money in the ETF. I don't agree with having to put your money in the index fund. I don't agree with any of that. I think that you are capable and logical enough to understand the investments that you make and, think, and know how to make those moves for yourself for the betterment of your future and your career and knowing that it's your money that you're putting on the line. So I don't agree with any of this stuff, man. So we need to all understand that it's a concept of life that we need to be prepared for that might change how we as retail investors have to invest our money and how to maneuver in these in these Wall Street games because this is not going to be the first or the last time the situation may arise but it's going to have to be it's going to be more stringent regulations on what you probably can do with margin if it's my take if it's got something to do with margin I think that's where it's going to start at I think margin calls are not going to be able to be used on options as, as much as leverage as it has possibly been before so you have to understand that you I mean we're looking at a new age in time where you don't have to pay for commission and fees on stocks. Uh, you basically, you could buy all your option calls on margin. You basically can buy all your stock on margin as long as you invest $25,000 into it. And you could, that pattern, you could be a pattern day trader where you actually have all these events where it don't cost you no extra fees to actually do any of these things on round trips. So to me, that's what I'm just saying. Just be aware that the political environment is about to take over and actually insert themselves into understanding what went on today in the market and how this didn't benefit one, the retail investor, but two, how it didn't benefit the hedge funds, the institutional investors. Now, you have to be careful about how much you listen to what's going on in these in these mainstream media 
outlets that's going to release this information. You have to hear from the horse's mouth. Like we heard from the CEO of Robinhood today and it didn't give me the, the welcome that I wanted to feel the warm, fuzzy feeling that I needed to understand what was going on with what Robinhood decided to do today. Matter of fact, it made it sound like Robinhood just was out there making their own decisions and then everybody just followed suit. So when that happens, we have to understand from the horse's mouth what is going on. Comment down below if you heard what the CEO of Robinhood had to say on CNBC today. And if you agree with any of the comments that he made or if you disagree with any of the comments that he made. Matter of fact, leave me another comment down below if you would like for me to cover that in this series. Okay, so let's talk about preparation. So preparation to avoid this from happening again. So when we're talking about with the stock market today currently is that in the city when we're in this environment you need to be prepared with stop losses and you need to be prepared with stop limit orders as well so now you have to be careful with both of these these mechanisms because they can move you out of a position that you was not looking to move out of just yet and if that happens you need to understand why it's going to happen so sometimes you have to maybe be prepared for a gap down or a gap up or you have to be prepared for your limit order to be skipped because of some type of a halt or a circuit breaker halt on the stop. Things like this happen in a volatile environment. So you need to be prepared for it either way it goes. Now, in certain cases that you're not going to be able to avoid, but you got to also make sure that you're making sure that you're putting yourself in a better position to minimize the loss if you're going to take a loss but the, and secure most of your maximized profits. So be careful as it goes forward with stop losses and it goes forward with stop limits. Now, I am prepared to do a video on stop losses and stop limits if you, that's something that you're interested in. So we can go through a detailed walkthrough of how stop losses affect your account and stop limits affect your account. Matter of fact, I haven't done it on Weeble yet. So if you're interested in that, I'll prepare, I'll prepare you for it on Weeble and I can prepare you for it on TD Ameritrade. Now, I'm, I, I'm not a Robinhood fan, uh, especially after today. But if a lot of y'all are using Robinhood, I'm fine with using Robinhood too, just to show you what's going on with it. But I understand that Robinhood right now, it, it just gave me the, the warm feeling that I need behind what's going on. Like I heard from Weeble today, Weeble was straight up. TD Ameritrade is where I have most of my portfolio at. So I'm probably gonna wind up moving that on to like JP Morgan Chase or some of that sort of fidelity. I figured that out. I have to do more research on that before I transfer those accounts. But those accounts are long positions and my Weibo account right now is a short position because it's for a 2021 savings challenge. So I have to look into both why I'm, should I move my TD Ameritrade account or not? And I'll get back to you about that when I figure out in, lo in later detail if it's the right move for me or not. So let's start. all I'm saying is be careful with the, how you use your stop losses and your stop limits, and we'll figure out what's the best course of direction for you if you decide to go with stop limits or stop losses. Now, how do I feel about, uh, about what happened today? I'm telling you, I do not like manipulation of the retail investors, right? If retail investors were manipulated today, people held their positions overnight in AMC, GameStop, BlackBerry, and so forth, even Nokia. And like, if you even if you think some of these are not the smartest moves to make, which is I agree with, but at the same time, momentum is momentum, and people was looking at momentum as a manipulation of the market, and that was totally irrelevant to what was going on. 
right now that, that all the fundamentals, all the analytics should have been thrown out the window and all should have been understood as that this is a momentum play because people had on in Wall Street had messed up their positions and shortened the stock. And once they did that, that should have been end of story, end of subject. None that should have been talked about with it. But instead of that happening, what we had to deal with is that people lost their money today. A lot of people probably moved out of positions that did not want to move out of positions because they could not afford the risk of losing money. And the brokerage firms understood that going into what they did today. So to me, that is straight up manipulation of what was going on with a stock. And it should have never happened in the first place. And it's one of those things that we, as, as retail investors, we're going to have to fight against. Uh, for a while here until we get some type of reparation in litigation or whether it's through fundamental analysis where we actually put ourselves in a position where we can take advantage of an, another situation like this again. But I'm pretty sure brokerage firms are now seeing with the power of what they can do with shutting off the buy button of certain stocks. And they're going to use this as as a, as a mechanic that they need to use next time if something like this happens again. So that's why I say you need to be prepared with your stop losses and your stop limits to preserve some of the maximized profits or the gains that you have. Like I have in my TD Ameritrade account, some some stocks is up hundreds of percent and I can't imagine being told I can't sell them when I can only sell them instead of buying more positions to add into my increased value when things are on a dip. Like GameStop went on that dip and you could not buy any of that stock. That is bananas to me when it drops all the way down 50% and you can't buy in then watch it goes back up to another 6% after hours today. That's ridiculous. So to me, manipulation of the retail investor is something that I can't deal with. I don't want to deal with. And I hope we get some type of clarity on what's going to happen going forward. But you have to know the rules of the game and you have to be prepared to use the rules of the game against the people that, that's playing the game with you. So if you're not playing chess, you got to stop playing checkers because you got to get to the point where you understand that you got to stay ready to make moves in the market that people are not aware of. So let's talk about retail investors versus the institutional hedge funds, right? The retail investor, a lot of people take us for granted that we don't understand what's going on in the market. Some retail investors might not be working on Wall Street, but we've been in this game four, five plus years, some 10 years, some 20 years. And now they are making moves in the market that a lot of people are not aware of. As we have younger minds coming to this game, they're looking at it from a different approach and taking different scenarios going forward when it comes to the stock market. Like we are teaching our kids nowadays how to market themselves in the market, position themselves in the market, to understand what's going on in the market so they can take advantage of the market at a, at a time when they need to. So they don't have to be working longer years than they choose to work, but they're putting themselves in a better financial situation than we were before. So Wall Street don't understand it and they're taking it for granted. Even, even if you listen to mainstream media talk about us on the news, you're hearing how they're coming at us from a situation where they don't think that we have the institutional knowledge to understand what's going on. We don't need the institutional knowledge when we're getting the game and experience right here in the streets. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's coming down to is that we're learning on the front lines. And when you're learning on the front lines, you're grinding every day. You're seeing what's going on behind the weeds and you're getting a better experience that they're not getting the report on. So you have to understand, you got to keep your head down. You got to stay grinded. You got to stay with it. And you got to understand to get better once a day on what you're putting out into this market. But at the end of the day, it's going to be about what you're going to give yourself back. So to me, this is one of those things where 
you got to be aware that as a retail investor, you're probably in a better situation than a hedge fund or institutional investor because you don't have as many restraints on you when it comes to investing as long as you're using this kid, the skills that you have and you're increasing your knowledge and you're figuring out better ways to actually boost your return on investment as you actually go through your, your capital that you're putting in. So now I do want to say you need to kind of reevaluate the brokerage firm that you're using. That's kind of what I hit on a little bit earlier when I was talking about maybe I might have to switch from TD Ameritrade to a different um, brokerage firm. Uh, like I said, I have to do more research on my own to figure out if TD Ameritrade still would be a benefit to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe all brokerage firms have some type of situational issue where you're going to have to deal with. Like for me, when volatility gets very high in certain market days, TD Ameritrade shuts down on me all the time. And then I have to go to the web platform or even the web platform don't perform like it's supposed to. And I experienced the same thing again today with Weeble. So I can't imagine that it's going to be too much different going to any other brokerage firm. But things like shutting down stocks that you can't buy because they don't want you to buy them. Now, here's what I do believe should have happened if they decided that they was going to do something like this was to tell you that you can't buy those stocks on margin. If it's your own, if it's straight up cash trades, they should allow for those to happen today. And so then that way, brokerage firms are not putting themselves in a situation where they have to cover costs out of their own pocket, but it's going to be covered by the, the, the retail investor. And they didn't do that. So I don't know how TD Ameritrade affected that today, but I do know that when it was in a sense of urgency, when I could have probably made a lot of money today, they didn't give me the opportunity to. And that kind of holds me back a little bit. Now, I do understand where a lot of people have a lot of information out there in, the, in this game where we need to understand where it's coming from. So I'm taking my time. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to give it an evaluation period and don't be right down in the weeds. So I'm looking at it from a macro perspective versus a micro. So, but reevaluate your brokerage firms and who you're riding with and who you're dealing with, or if that's what you're planning on doing. Now, I, I don't, I ain't gonna, I'm not advertising for none of them today. I'm just here to tell you how I feel about it. So, just understand that you do need to know that broke all brokerage firms went through some type of situation today, and it's just on you to understand the knowledge that's out there for them. So, now let's talk about my upcoming video, man. It'll be out tomorrow. It's going to be a new video out on my 2021 savings challenge. It's going to be the update. I missed the update last week. I had things going on, but I'm going to cover that tomorrow. Uh, I think that you're going to be impressed with some of the significant gain that we're seeing. Remember, this challenge is on 15K uh, in 2021, and I think I'm off to a good process and you know, again, making that progress with me. So please check out the video tomorrow. It'll be out after hours after the market closed, so I can give you uh, updated analysis on that. I might do it right before the market closed. We'll just see how that plays out. But I just want to get that out, man, so we can catch up on what's going on. And I appreciate y'all. And if y'all got things for me, please hit me up. Let me know. Uh, please find the podcast on the CraigHoustonPodcast.com. And you can also follow me on YouTube at the Craig Houston Podcast. And I appreciate y'all, man. And look, until I see y'all again, stay safe. Peace.